Hello, everybody. I am John Fort of CNBC uh, here for CNBC's Technology Executive Council, and I am thrilled to have uh, Andrew Ladato of the Vitamin Shop and Glenn Allison of Tractor Supply. Um, we are going to have a conversation about apps, and it's uh, it's an important conversation to have, particularly because WWDC is happening right now. And what we do with the Technology Executive Council is gather top C-level uh, execs from uh, companies across industries and really talk about the most important issues of the day and um, gather intelligence, have conversations, and, uh, and hopefully expose uh, good solutions to the challenges that are common to everyone. So let's start off just talking about WWDC and the importance of having an app in today's digital economy, especially given the push toward omni-channel. And Glenn, Tractor Supply, I think, is a great example of the, the needs for adaptation, particularly during and coming out of the pandemic. Uh, tell us about how your app uh, got developed, how old it is, and, and the results that you've seen thus far. Uh, first off, good afternoon, everyone. Um, you know, thank you, John, for including Tractor Supply uh, as part of the event today. And great to see you, Andy, as well. Um, and thank you to the over 42,000 Tractor Supply and PetSense team members uh, that work in our stores and support our customers um, you know, every day. Um, TSC has over 82-year heritage, you know, over 1,900 retail stores, primarily in rural communities in America, and an essential retailer. Our stores have continued to be open throughout the pandemic um, and our distribution centers uh, to take care of our customers and the local communities we operate. Um, strong culture with the company, mission and values driven. Uh, over 10.6 billion in sales, added over 2 billion in sales over the last year, um, and increased rank 89 spots on the Fortune 500, uh, now in the top 300 of the Fortune 500. Um, you know, John, to answer your question, we've had to pivot, um, certainly over the last 15 months in response um, you know, to COVID-19. Uh, safety has been the number one priority through all this of our team members, our customers, hiring of over 10,000 team members, um, you know, most recently a $50 incentive around uh, vaccinations uh, for our team members. H hiring and of how people, many? Uh, hiring of over 10,000 team members, um, you know, through this, um, while we're continuing to open new stores as well. Um, you know, we've launched um, a number of new digital capabilities uh, just in response uh, to our customer needs. Um, there's been a number of different trends, right? Like rural revitalization, home improvement, a strong housing market, millennials moving uh, to rural areas, um, you know, and trends that are structural in nature. Um, you know, in terms of digital, um, certainly the uh, consumer mobile app is part of that. Um, but we've accelerated a wide range of new digital capabilities to meet the changing needs of our customers. Um, you know, strong triple-digit growth online, uh, four quarters in a row. We replatformed the website, leveraging cloud with Microsoft Azure, improved search, enhanced personalization, 
um, you know, service-based architecture, and then launched uh, our first consumer mobile app uh, during the pandemic, uh, and actually tied a $1 per download um, to support reducing the digital divide in rural America, pledging up to a million dollars uh, to support um, uh, uh, reducing that digital divide uh, with so broadband. Tell me about launching an app during the pandemic. How much of it was accelerated by the pandemic? How much of it was planned before? And to what degree did you have to tweak um, the the either design of it or the capabilities that you emphasized because of the period we were in? Right. So we, I mean, we had to pivot quickly and respond to just our customer needs. This is where I think, you know, the strong culture of tractor supply, our focus on mission and values, us rallying together. Um, you know, we, we accelerated um, chain-wide rollout of curbside pickup. Um, so it was more than just launching the app. It was really integrating uh, the consumer mobile app with the in-store experience. So, you know, whether that's rolling out chain-wide of store Wi-Fi upgrades, lighting up our parking lots with Wi-Fi access, uh, expansion of thousands of mobile devices for our store team members, and then fully integrating the solution. So whether the um, our customer shops online via the web or through the, the consumer mobile app that we launched, we wanted to have that curbside pickup experience just be a legendary, uh, you know, experience for our customers. Right. Um, right. Now, and then, uh, I want to be sure to, uh, before I wait too long, get Andrew in here. Um, vitamins smaller than tractors. Of course, tractor supply sells more than tractors. So you you got a different dynamic uh, in commerce for sure, but um, also people stocking up, people paying attention to health, I imagine, uh, played into the pandemic time for you. Absolutely. So thanks for having us, uh, John and Glenn. Great to see you and congrats to all of you, Tractor Supply, for how well you handled this pandemic. But at the Vitamin Shop, we're all health enthusiasts and health and wellness has never been more important. And the pandemic brought that into the forefront. And so when this first hit, we got together as a leadership team and said, above all else, we're going to focus on the health and safety of our employees, our health enthusiasts, as a primary target. And then after that, it's the health and safety of our customers and making sure that they can shop safely. So that meant contactless payment. It, we rushed to get out Apple Pay. We put in digital receipts. We changed it so the customer could scan the product themselves so they could come in, you know, be six feet apart and never have to interact you know, physically with touching anything. And so that was a pivot we did quickly in our stores, one of the many, many things. Is all of that staying post uh, the, at least the, the depths of the pandemic? Absolutely. There's so much acceleration in digital that the pandemic drove. And many of these things were happening already. It just accelerated it and all of them are staying. So uh, we also have an internal app called the VBook that our employees use to look up customer data, um, information on products so details you know it's a very complex category so it's important that we demystify vitamin supplements so we have that data at the fingertips and all of these features um, got accelerated we got moved forward quickly um, just like uh, they did at tractor supply we put in curbside pickup we put in chip from store and really we're running um, almost the entire store from a, from an ipad Huh. Now, Andrew, how deep into app development 
were you say a year, year and a half ago? Um, you know, uh, we were just hearing from Glenn that they launched their app in the midst of the pandemic. How long had you been dealing with iOS, whether it's uh, using the iPad as a presence in store or using even the iOS app through often phones as a major point of customer emphasis, uh, whether in or out of store? Yeah, for a while at the Vitamin Shop, we launched our app, which is called the V-Shop, our public facing consumer app in 2014. And we launched it as a tool to manage loyalty. We have a loyalty program and of course our more slow customers can manage their rewards and their certificates. And then in 2017, we expanded that app to actually have be transactable. We also have a automatic delivery, a subscription service, which is really key in our business. You can get your products delivered to your home every month and you can manage the frequency, skip orders, add to your order all through the uh, mobile app. And by far, those are our very best customers. And by far, we have the highest conversion rate. Those customers that come on that app tend to make a purchase when they're there. How much better are they? Um, more than 2x what we'd find on mobile web. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, Glenn, coming back to you, um, there's no real delicate way to put this. Some app developers are pushing back on Apple in its power in the app store, particularly if they're dealing with digital goods, which um, primarily you guys are not. But how aware do you need to be as a company transacting in the app store about the, the different margin implications of whether you're selling physical goods that people are either going to get shipped or pick up in store, or you're making some digital transaction that Apple's going to take a significant share of. So, you know, Apple uh, has continued to reinforce the app store as a safe and trusted uh, place for consumers. You know, they have a high standard around uh, security, safety, privacy. Uh, you know, I think it was shared yesterday, uh, about 230 billion has been paid to app developers, um, you know, so in support of developers, you know, and events and apps and in-app events. So, you know, Apple has been a strong partner in helping build this ecosystem. And, uh, you know, we've been working closely with Apple with launch of our app. And, you know, the App Store provides a great source of feedback uh, in terms of reviews. Um, a direct link uh, to our customers and some of the features that, that, that they're looking for. You know, we're constantly, um, you know, reviewing that feedback as well as um, communicating with customers about uh, new features and capabilities. I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, we're trialing now a feature called On My Way. Um, so customer can tell us that, you know, they're heading to their local tractor supply to pick up their uh, curbside order. We'll get a jump start uh, with the store team uh, getting the order order ready for the customer because we've made those investments with Wi-Fi and Theatro AI digital communicators for all store team members with API integration. We can automatically signal uh, to our store team member that the customer is arriving, having that order ready to go, and really just create a frictionless experience for the customer. So, you know, I see it as a um, um, a strategic platform for us. We're investing and we're continuing to look at how we bring new features to our customers. We want to make it um, you know, easy for them to shop anytime, anywhere, anyway. And so uh, 
Andrew, I don't know if you uh, feel any differently. Um, do you think about staying away from or being cautious about any digital transactions versus physical just based on the different economics? Yeah, it's like any other business model we get into, whether it's wholesale or retail or direct or selling on marketplaces, it's, you know, it's a margin. So you look at the numbers and if it's a profitable business and it's something customers are interested in, then we're absolutely, uh, we'll go for it. I mean, uh, there will be competition. You know, you think of Apple as maybe a monopoly, but I don't, there's always competition. Um, that being said, how different is the calculus thinking about an Android app, right? From, from the beginning, it seems like Apple's ecosystem has been, for whatever reason, uh, friendlier toward people wanting to spend money or having money to spend. Uh, whether it's people who are, are in a transacting kind of mood tend to buy iPhones or what. I mean, is that, Andrew, what you're seeing also in, in terms of the value of an iOS app versus say an Android app? Yeah, it's really important to us at the Vitamin Shop that our customers shop where they want, when they want, and how they want. Generally, our customers have tended to be come and download our app from iPhone as opposed to the other platforms. But we do offer it on Android as well as um, on Apple. However, you know, major more than uh, 65% are coming to us from the Apple ecosystem. Huh. Yeah, yeah that, that's remarkable. Add, what do you, Glenn, yeah, jump in there on that. Yeah, I was just going to say, so about 75% of our online orders are picked up in store. So that, um, you know, integration, whether it's web, mobile, iOS, Android, you know, uh, customers are coming to our stores. They enjoy the location, the access they have to stores. You know, our customers tend to have larger size dogs and other animals, you know, 50 pound plus bags of feed. Um, so the convenience around having a fully integrated solution, um, you know, as well as, uh, you know, same day, next day delivery or ship from store, uh, you know, options, you know, leveraging our scale with distribution centers. Um, but we certainly invest also just our partnership with Google, Android users, our customers use Android, our customers use Apple, iOS, and, um, you know, a number of other devices. Are you seeing a difference, though, in either um, the, the amount of spend or the engagement level, depending on the platform. So we have a loyalty program, um, Neighbors Club. Uh, we actually, as, as part of um, our Life Out Here strategy, recently moved towards a, a points-based uh, system. Uh, we've got over 20 million uh, loyalty program uh, customers uh, just in the last quarter about 2.5 new million uh, new customers uh, in the last quarter. So about a 30% increase since last year. Um, you know, strong growth about across product categories. You know, our, our neighbors club customers tend to shop us more frequently and um, uh, uh, average ticket that's higher. So, you know, loyalty uh, from a retail standpoint, whether that's through the iOS app or through, through Android, uh, like we're leveraging our neighbors club uh, program and, you know, there's a number of incentives like uh, free trailer rentals, um, you know, free same day shipping, uh, free kind of everyday uh, shipping capabilities, depending on your points tier um, you know, that we're able to offer our customers uh, through our loyalty program. Got it. And Andy, um, I, I want to go back to some of the omni channel uh, stuff that you mentioned 
before the iPad in store and maybe how you've been integrating together the in-store experience and the information that employees have access to and the customers have access to and just how people shop. What have you learned uh, during this period about uh, how, to, how to better do that? Stores are a really important part of our business and especially in a complex category where there, people want to go and talk about their health needs and their journey. However, more than 80% of customers, our customers are starting that journey online. So they're doing research, they're looking at pricing, they're looking at competitors. And so making sure that the funnel starts with people gathering information and knowledge online. And then when it's time to transact and they're ready to buy, every single option possible is available to them. If they wanna order on their desktop and have it shipped to their home, we have that option. We have a partnership with Instacart. You can get it delivered in less than two hours. We have the buy online, pick it up in store and come on in if you feel comfortable and we'll have a chat with you. Or if it's curbside, let us know you're there and we'll bring it out to you. And so for us, it's all about that seamless transaction, starting with the research um, through the checkout and the follow-up. So that, that's how we're doing it at the vitamin shop. How do you think about, um, Andy, the justification for investment in whether it's engineering talent or other resources that are necessary to not only maintain or, or build out an app, but add new features. Um, what are the sort of metrics that you look at inside your organization to say, hey, you know what, it, it's worth it. We need to push in this area or we think we can innovate there. You know, everything we're talking about, everything Glenn's doing and that we're doing, these were all things we dreamed of five, six, seven, eight years ago, right? And now they've become expectation. And things go from innovation, while that's a really neat idea, to customer expectation very, very quickly. And so you need to keep investing. Um, retail is a very dynamic and agile industry because we have to be, because consumers need to cons consistently change. So if you're not continually investing, and you know we can, I won't name names, but we know people who have in it and what's happened to some of those companies. And so you have to continue to invest to continue to give first innovation, and then meet the expectations. Got it. And Glenn, I want to talk about, uh, say, say what you will on that as well, but I want to talk about expanding access to broadband because that seems like uh, a particularly a key issue for you and your customer base um, and, and the work that you've done there, but uh, go for it. Right. So, you know, we've been uh, accelerating a number of uh, digital capabilities for our customers, you know, primarily in rural America where our stores are located. Um, you know, the demand for bandwidth has continued to increase. And, um, you know, we've contributed over 12 million uh, in charitable donations in 2020, including 4 million uh, to establish the Tractor Supply Company Foundation. Uh, we've partnered with Land Lakes, Microsoft, and over 100 other partners on the American Connection Project on uh, helping reduce the digital divide uh, to over 18 million people uh, without access uh, to broadband. Um, we've activated free Wi-Fi in parking lots to make broadband available in rural communities. Um, you know, in addition, we've, we've explored innovative partnerships. Uh, we're currently working with Sp SpaceX uh, with their uh, Starlink low orbit uh, satellite solution. You know, early trials are very favorable with just low latency and access to high speeds, you know, as well as our partnerships with uh, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, and exploring opportunities with 5G. 
Um, you know, no doubt the demands for bandwidth are continuing to increase. Um, and, you know, Fast Company recently recognized uh, the American Connection Project and the work that um, uh, that our partners are doing uh, with the 2021 uh, kind of world changing ideas um, a finalist award. So is broad is broadband infrastructure, <laughs> right? I think that's that's one of the questions that uh, has been bandied about, especially recently with the budget stuff happening in Washington. But um, it, it seems to me like that's an area of potential bipartisan consensus, especially since we've seen how digital tools, particularly connected digital tools, uh, ha have kept the economy going during the pandemic, Glenn. It, no doubt. And I think there's opportunities uh, to not only to further invest in the broadband infrastructure, uh, but then also just skills development for the future and having opportunities uh, for people that are you know, living in rural communities to learn uh, these digital skills uh, of the future. Uh, we've partnered together with 4-H, Verizon and other partners on a, um, including Microsoft on um, uh, helping enable these skills for the future and access to um, you know, learning. Um, so uh, I, I do believe to answer your question kind of directly that there is strong support um, in helping support kind of improvement with access to broadband, you know, over 18 million people, you know, lacking that access and the technology being at a point now where whether that's through 5G or whether that's through kind of low, low orbit kind of satellite solutions to be able to provide that access and give people the opportunity to participate in these careers of the future, which are in high demand. Um, you know, in many cases, uh, whether the, it's cloud engineering roles or, you know, data and analytics, uh, working with AI and machine learning, um, there's an incredible demand for these roles and we've got to uh, help get people ready uh, kind of for the future. Now, Andy, I, I want to talk about one of the themes that has come up this week, in part because of the announcements that Apple's made around additional privacy, additional security. To what degree do you think that is um, a benefit that's leading to some of those, um, uh, I guess, 2x value increases that you see in the users who are coming in through the app? How, how legitimate is the investment that platforms, in this case, Apple in particular, are making there in privacy and security? Start with security. I mean, it's been in the news a lot. It's so important. And, you know, consumers need to trust where they're putting their information, where they're putting their credit card. And so talk about an arms race, but we need to continue to invest and support every effort to improve security. And part of that is education so that consumers understand how to manage passwords and things like that. As far as privacy, I think we're moving towards an opt-in world. And I think that's okay because there is value from companies knowing what you're interested in, what you're searching for, um, but it shouldn't be, you know, behind the back or, you know, behind the scenes. So I think as we migrate towards this opt-in, as consumers see value in the companies, you know, whether it's a AdWord or a retailer, knowing who you are and what you're interested in, if you've opted into that, um, you'll get benefit from it. And if you, if you choose not to, that should be your right. And along those lines, um, 
got a question on that. And Andy, I'll go to you with it first. Uh, do you have to address additional risk when it comes to ordering from the app, either through tighter measures or additional review and, you know, privacy also being a factor there? Yeah, I'll start. I mean, the first thing is we don't keep credit card data. It gets immediately encrypted, tokenized, sent to a bank. And so, you know, there's a lot of news, what, 10 years ago about issues with credit cards. And so I think our whole industry has really moved away from even storing that data. But whether it's the app or the website, just making sure that everything's encrypted and don't keep any data that you don't absolutely need to transact with that customer. Yeah, I would just add on uh, data security and privacy as uh, a priority uh, for tractor supply as well. Um, it, not only through the, the consumer mobile app, but through the web, as well as our retail systems in our stores and support for uh, you know, EMV uh, within our stores uh, you know, as well. So um, from a PCI standpoint, retailers need to meet all of the guidelines uh, you know, around data security and privacy of, of data. And from that, I'll, I'll roll into another question, uh, which is in for Glenn, is there a change in your customer profile at Tractor Supply when you factor in who's uh, engaging in the digital experience? Has there been any shift in um, either who the customer is, what they're buying, the, the amount of spend? Uh, so we introduced our, our Life Out Here strategy uh, in October. Um, you know, to invest in the future of the business and a significant opportunity for growth. Uh, the total addressable markets about 110 billion. Uh, it's attractive market over 10, and we have about 10% uh, market share today. We're in a scale position, and there's a significant opportunity uh, to grow. Uh, as part of that life out here strategy, uh, we've got to focus on uh, delivering legendary customer experiences. So. As I had mentioned earlier, we had relaunched our uh, Neighbors Club upgrade uh, with point system uh, based on loyalty. You know, we're advancing uh, digital capabilities for our customers like the consumer mobile app and curbside. Um, and then also um, you know, going the country mile for our team and just enhancing the team member experience and growing our talent. Uh, and then also operating the tractor way. So. Uh, whether that's our fast team that's improving execution with sales driving initiatives, optimization of our light, our side lot and uh, the, the outside of the store or enhancements within space productivity. But, uh, you know, in terms of consumer, um, you know, we've got over 20 million you know, members of our loyalty program. You know, that gives us insights about uh, our customers. Um, you know, we're offering value to them across different tiers with our loyalty program. We've certainly seen, uh, you know, trends as an example, like millennials uh, kind of moving from urban areas to more suburban and rural parts of the country. Um, you know, we've, we're attracting millions of new customers uh, that have not uh, shopped with tractor supply in the past. Um, you know, they're shopping through our mobile app. They're shopping through the web. They're coming into our stores. Um, and, you know, there's a significant kind of opportunity for growth. So no doubt, uh, you know, to answer the question as part of our life out here strategy, there's a significant opportunity for us to grow and continue to attract uh, new customers as well as reactivate uh, customers that had previously shopped with Tractor Supply. Got it. And, and Andy, um, since you have been 
in the app development game with with Vitamin Shop for I think you said about seven years uh, now. I wonder about the linkage between marketing and social efforts, and then what you see flowing through in loyalty and social engagement within the app. Is the is the character of that or the ability to link those things together any different with an app versus what you see in web? Yeah, first of all, everything is completely integrated in the tools. The tools that we have and the information we have just gets better and better. I mean, seven years tech is an eternity. And so from 2014 to now, we've just had more tools, more uh, capabilities, and even just more expertise in the vitamin shop so that we can really offer seamless um, experiences across every single channel with the app really at the forefront of that. Hmm. Okay. And now, uh, Glenn, this question says to Andy, but I'm pretty sure he means to Glenn because he's talking about tractors. Uh, how was the creation of your on credit purchase order customers to, to purchase using mobile apps, using credit cards? I, I guess he's talking about um, the, the shift in, in payment model, um, assuming tractors and or spare parts would be relatively expensive. Uh, so we've got uh, a number of ways that you know uh, customers can purchase with us, um, you know, through the mobile app, whether that's Apple Pay or uh, Google Pay, or with their own credit card or with our own private label credit card. Uh, and as part of that Neighbors Club uh, program that I had mentioned earlier, there's an additional kind of incentives for using uh, kind of our own private label credit card, but. You know, we take multiple forms of payment, however um, our customer prefers to shop um, and we'll continue to do so. And then also explore, you know, additional payment options in the future based on kind of changing uh, customer needs. Got it. Got it. And so as we begin to wrap then, Andy, um, where do you think the investment that you're making in the technology goes from here based on what you've seen in the past year year and a half what you already saw was working where do you think you're leaning that perhaps everybody in the industry is not yeah for us it's got to start with content knowledge information making sure that consumers are making informed choices about products and really making sure they can properly manage their health and wellness needs so it's all about content and experiences um but how do you expect that to manifest? Are you going to have perhaps uh, either multiple apps or build out more content within the apps you have? What's what strategically do you think um, you're learning from this period? Yeah. So, for example, we have nutritionists at the vitamin shop. And if you're in a loyalty program, you can have a video chat with them. So making it seamlessly to, to schedule that, connect with the nutritionist, build your program, have that lead to transactions. That'd be one example where we can bring expertise to people without them actually having to come into a physical location. Hmm. Okay. And uh, Glenn, as far as where you're leaning, you talked about some investments uh, that you've made, um, you know, in, in rural broadband and putting a focus there. What do you expect in the next year or so you're going to lean into? Uh, so as an example, um, you know, we've got our fusion remodel underway uh, and side lot transformation. Uh, so the physical store um, in how we merchandise the store is evolving based on the, the changing uh, customer needs. No doubt the technology will need to evolve. Um, but as you know, we're increasing um, 
uh, like with the side lot, um, you know, improving the selling space and making it more productive. Uh, we're introducing garden centers um, and a number of other products kind of on the, on the side lot. Um, you know, we'll probably have 150 to 200 of, uh, of the side lot transformations and the fusion uh, remodels, which is within the, within the store done uh, this year. And um, we're also expanding, uh, you know, our mobile devices in the store, uh, you know, so store team members can easily uh, check out customers on the side lot. Uh, we even have trials underway now where, you know, as part of these uh, side lot transformations that vehicles, you know, customers can bring their, their truck uh, right into the side lot and load up uh, their feed or fencing or other products easily. And then we're using, um, you know, mobile devices to be able to easily uh, check out our customers and create a frictionless experience. So uh, just continue to evolve, uh, you know, the store uh, for the future. All right. Uh, Glenn Allison from Tractor Supply, Andy Lodato from Vitamin Shop. Uh, it, it's been great to have you. And I got to, I mean, uh, the, this is the expertise that we see uh, with our technology executive council. Uh, if you want to apply, if you're a, a C-level executive um, or running a technology security, uh, you can apply or, or know somebody who should at cnbccouncils.com slash TEC. Also want to point out coming up, we've got a TEC member forum coming up July 14th at 2 p.m. Uh, you apply and get in, you got some time to be a part of that as well. And uh, Glenn, Andy, it was great to have you. Thank you for your insights. Thank you very yeah, much. Thank you, John. John. Great to see you, Andy. You too, Glenn. Bye-bye.